So what happened with the Linux laptop <laughs> is <laughs> so I woke up one day and I went to turn it on and it wouldn't turn on at all. Like I couldn't even get to BIOS. Do you all say BIOS or you say BIOS? I say BIOS. I say BIOS. But I haven't said the word BIOS in probably like 10 years. So anyway, I couldn't even get to it. So like couldn't do, you know, anything. So I'm like, hey, Dell, <laughs> like about that. Because um, still under warranty. I'm just glad it happened now versus later, you know. So the motherboard uh, was fried. So they had like someone came to my house. Like a technician came to my apartment and like unrolled like a work roll, like like a pad to work on. Took apart my computer in my kitchen and replaced the motherboard. That still did not fix anything. And so it disappeared to Houston, which also great timing, right? Because the hurricane, which is very sad for Houston and also for me for getting my computer fixed. Um, and actually that came back pretty quick, but then I was traveling to Seattle where I, where I saw Len. Hi, Len. Um, we saw people throwing fish. That was fun. And so then it came back from Houston. So the other annoying thing was this all like is dragged out because of my travel. I come back from Seattle, open the computer. It's still, it gets to, I can get to BIOS. I can use Grub. I've learned like so much about Linux crap now. Wait, did you, did you come to Seattle with your work retreat without a computer? I came with my personal computer because I have a personal MacBook Air. And like, because uh, Git is a thing, like it's not a terrible big deal. Like for the first few months I worked at IO Pipe, I was working on my personal machine. It was when we got funding that we bought my work machine. Um, so like I, I was familiar with working on things. I mean, in particular, I'm working on some system profiling stuff that's way easier to work on Linux for. So that was really annoying because then I basically couldn't, can't work on that unless I'm working on my Linux machine without a lot of annoying pain. Um, so yeah, so that happened. And then uh, I I talked to one, I was complaining about it on Twitter and one of my friends uh, Kelly Campbell um, who's awesome uh, was like hey I've been running Linux for twenty years how about I help and I was like great idea Kelly so we went we also went to IKEA and bought new curtains for the apartment uh, and uh, we hung curtains and he installed a new Linux distribution on my laptop it's an awesome oh and we ate at IKEA which I'd never eaten at IKEA before. Um, and now I get why it's a thing. All right. So that was my really long story of me just talking about myself. On my last team, I took multiple, uh, like standups from the Ikea lunchroom. <laughs> you could totally work out of Ikea. I mean, like the food's home, so cheap. Like, the food's so cheap. It was like a full meal for like $4. We had to, we had to run an errand with, with, um, our, our kid and my, my spouse. And it was like, oh, I'll just... Take a few hours off, go to Ikea, and then, like, show up for stand-up at the Ikea <laughs> restaurant. It's so – and, like, and Ikea has, like – is um is your is your daughter old enough to be in the kids section at Ikea? Oh, yeah, yeah. She's three. Yeah. I mean, feel oh, like I was oh, like, whoa. The, I'm sorry. You mean the drop-off one? No. Yeah. So, She's not yeah, big enough we, for that. Last time we went there, she, like, was, like, a quarter inch too short. Oh, she was devastated. And there was like Aww. some girl that looked just like her, like same like age and personality and just walked right in because she was like an inch taller. Oh, that's so cruel. I'm short and I feel her pain. Like that was <laughs> awful when I was little, when I was littler than I am now. But I think she's, I think she's big enough now. Maybe next time we go. So wait, what did installing Mint have to do with that? Well, it was just that like, I couldn't, when I, I kept trying to install Ubuntu and actually, and like I made a live USB because you, that's how you install Linux. Um, cause I was going with the nuclear option of just like, whatever, make my computer work. I don't care about losing data. Um, and, uh, cause there was a data recovery option. Um, but then I was just like, just trying to install Ubuntu and, uh, 
it kept not being able, this is a very Linuxy problem. It couldn't see the hard drive. Like it, I couldn't, I couldn't figure out how to configure the operating system to point at the right disc. And somehow I still have to talk to Kelly about how he actually did this. Somehow installing mint, like the mint distro installation was able to discover everything correctly. And now I run mint. Interesting. Does anything stand out in your Mint distro that you uh, are particularly happy with? You know, it has a, I, I can understand why it's, um, it seems like Mint is like, if you, you're running Ubuntu, but you like maybe have developed some more opinions and want it to be a little nicer. I feel like that's Mint. I feel like it's worth running it, to be honest. Now that I'm running it, I'm like, oh, this is worth running. Um, but I'm not telling Dell that I ran it. I'm just like, oh, yeah, because they actually FedExed me a USB to Strange Loop where I was at that conference. Um, but Kelly fixed it right before I went to Strange Loop. So I was going to take a you know computer that doesn't work to St. Louis and try and do a Linux install there in my hotel room um, with the live <laughs> USB. Uh, and... Like, and I also figured, like, where better to do that than Strange Loop? Like, I could probably, like, have a party around people trying to fix my machine. Um, and But then Kelly fixed it, so I'm just, like, not going to mess with it. I'm not going to try and install the Dell image. So, yeah, because, like, I tried to install, I tried to use a regular Ubuntu live USB, and then I tried to use the specific Dell ISO. Uh, and, yeah, both of those didn't work. Like, I tried lots of things. Um, and I still don't totally understand what the issue was, but I feel like that's kind of like the Linux experience. Um, I don't really care that much because it works. Um, but yeah, Strange Trip was great, unsurprisingly. I don't know. Tell me about what's going on with you all. I just had that like story about my Linux machine built up. My uh, my computer ceased to work last week when I tried to upgrade to High Sierra. What? It's going around then. All right. So yeah, I did the, I did the upgrade and it rebooted and then tried to install and then said the install failed. And I was like, oh, okay. And then I just hit like restart my computer and then it went to the login screen and I logged in and then it restarted right away. went back to the installer and failed again. And I could not get out of that loop for like the two hours I tried to Google and change things to fix it. And then I restored from a time machine backup, but because my time machine backups were so big, I started excluding um, slash applications, which I didn't realize when you restore from that, you don't have any applications, including system preferences or right. safari Those are all applications <laughs> or did you even have a terminal uh i don't know if i had a terminal um i don't think so because that was that, that would be application too but yeah i couldn't i couldn't do anything like my entire bottom of my screen was just question marks that um, sounds scary was this a work I machine or personal my work machine so I, I last tuesday i couldn't work at all uh <laughs> i spent most of the day trying to do that restore and then the restore finished um it was unusable, so I ended up just installing from scratch and um, spent, like, Wednesday morning. Um, I have an ARC backup, ARQ. This is a piece of software you can use to backup um, your computer to S3 or Google Cloud Drive or wherever. It has, like, a lot of destinations. So I back up my code directory to there because not everything in my code directory is on GitHub. Um, so I was able to get most of my stuff back. Um, the only thing I lost that I had to recreate was, like, my GPG key. Um, all of my photos and music are on iCloud, so it wasn't it wasn't that bad. It's just like a day and a half of like not being able to work. <laughs> yeah, that's like mine. It was like because of the geographic thing that was really what ended up being frustrating because it lengthened it out. Like the total was really only like three, maybe four days, but it was it was worse because this was long. Because also, obviously, I tried to fix it myself before I called Dell. Right. Um, but like. 
everything I tried was like, if you can't get to BIOS, like, and then when I got it back and I could get to BIOS, I did lots of interesting stuff. But yeah, so that was like a day of me trying to do it myself before trying to talk to a Dell person. So has your computer broken lately, Len? <laughs> it is not. And I'm actually in no hurry to upgrade to High Sierra. No, I don't. don't. There's, I don't think there's a feature that I care about in all of High Sierra. I think that I feel like every single person who's like has iPhones and talks about I, like they've upgraded their iPhone. Um, so, I mean, that's iOS, but has like has regretted it. Uh, Did you upgrade successfully? I, I was actually on the, the betas of iOS 11 were better for me than the actual release. Uh, App Store never loads for me on iOS 11. And uh, I think I gave a lot of praise to my Beats headphones before. I've got the wireless Beats headphones. Uh, and before iOS 11, they were seriously like magic. I would just press the button and they would switch from my iPad to my iPhone. And it was magic. And it was actually faster than it would be to switch a wired headset, which is why I never cared about the iPhone losing its headphone jack. Uh, but somehow iOS 11 upgrade messed that up and I have to do a little dance every time I want my Beats to pair to my iPhone. It's a real pain in the ass. Do they have the W1 chip in them? Yeah. Yeah, the W1 chip, uh, at least until this iOS 11 upgrade, was seriously magic. Yeah, I just got AirPods a few weeks ago and it's really, I, I, I wear them almost all the time while I'm alone. <laughs> That's the best place to wear your AirPods. <laughs> But no, it's like, it's just so great. Like obviously wireless headphones are great. You can walk around and do things. You're not like attached to your phone or a wire. Um, but also just like the act of like opening the case and putting them in, there's no like pairing or anything. It just, it just works. And then to switch to my computer, I just hit the volume thing and click AirPods and that works too. Yeah. And it's amazing how fast it works. It's not like the dance you do with regular Bluetooth. The thing that was confusing for like, I guess a week was I didn't realize that the, so the case is not wireless. Only the AirPods are. So when you open the case, it tells you the battery level of the case, but then you take the AirPods out of the case and then it doesn't show you the case battery anymore. So it like, it like transmits the battery for the case through the AirPods wireless, the actual like earphone. It just, it has like a little wonky, like when you're like looking at the battery, like the way it behaves. How are the range on your, on the AirPods? Oh, they're great. I've been, um, I've had them like in the house on one corner of the house and I've been like outside on the other corner of the house and it still works and then if it cuts out i just like move like a foot back and then it reconnects without any any downtime doesn't like pause my music or anything um so yes it's been really really good yeah the range is almost too much i actually went down like four flights of stairs and then i cut out and i realized oh shit my phone's upstairs (laughs) go all the way i had to go all the way back upstairs because your your taxi's a mile away and you're like oh just cut out (laughs) but yeah, yeah why did you what did you care about for high sierra why did you upgrade I just want the new, I want the newest. At some point, I'm going to try to do something that won't work on something older than what's current or yeah. At some point, things will stop working and I just find it easier to update right away than wait a year or two. No, I'm definitely in that waiting camp. I'm like, although I've got, I changed it a little bit because there is like, it is important to update because, you know, security and stuff. Security. And then the other thing is like, I feel like at some point, like this, this never happens, but I feel like obligated that like if I'm on a team and somebody's having a problem with like Ruby or some part of our like development setup and they're in the most recent OS and I'm not, then I can't really help them oh, figure out what's wrong with it. Like, like yeah. I, I want to like, I want to like run into the problem first and figure it out and know that it works on, on ICR or whatever. Uh, yeah, I could, I couldn't actually name a single feature that ICR has that I, that I, that Sierra didn't actually. Well, you, the only features that I know of are all Safari f- features, right? I use Safari. Yeah, that's why I thought you would have cared. It looks the same as <laughs> They stopped auto-playing videos, which uh, 
They have uh, they also have some interesting Chrome. rendering things in Safari. I was hearing about that as Strange Loop that they're. I think it's um, with WebGL they render a bit differently. I don't know the details. You can watch Sarah Groff Palermo's talk, or sorry, Sarah Henny Palermo's talk, um, Adventures in VBuffer uh, from Strange Loop. But uh, she said that she was because part of her talk was she was. Um, getting performance at, for rendering tons of things. Uh, you know, okay, you render 100. All right, now you want to render 10,000. Um, are you going to, like, burst your computer and why? Um, and that Safari has some things where it's better to run it in Safari if you want to run 10,000 WebGL triangles or whatever. Because, <laughs> you know, that's what you do. What other talks in Strange Loop did you like? Because I saw they're almost, I think they're all posted to YouTube. So Yeah, they're really good about that. Um, so I've posted on my blog the my review of things I went to for day one. Day two will be out soon by the time this podcast is posted. So they'll both be up. Um, and I would say, because there's, there's a couple options. Because Strange Loop, as a, a conference that I love, falls into a couple categories of there are things that are useful and things that are weird and interesting or things that are interesting and a little less weird. Um, so it's kind of like what what you want to to go for. Uh, like weird and also interesting. I really liked Robbie's crafts talk on origami. We actually have worked for, together on a project previously at a hackathon um, and he's a wonderful artist person. And uh, he gets so excited about origami and talking about... Um, what is it? Because a crease pattern is just a planar graph. Uh, like things like that come up in the talk. So it's really wonderfully mathy and very fun. Um, so, so actual origami, not like origami JS. No, like actually with paper. <laughs> Although there is origami software because how do you design a new origami pattern? Um, and that like once you make one fold, that generates the next numbers of possible folds that can be made. Um, and like then you make origami patterns. Uh, and there's multiple, there's like three origami softwares that he talked about. Uh, it's really interesting. Um, a little less weird, more interesting was an architecture like buildings talk um, using constraints. No, it's not constraints. Using is, I mean, basically using mathematics. I was, I think it's discrete mathematics. Um, but like buildings are just are just buildings are made up of a bunch <laughs> of um, you know statements. Like this wall is going to be this long and it needs to be this tall. And if it's this tall and has windows and if those windows are this far from the ground and this big, then it needs to be safety glass kind of stuff like that. Um, like that there's lots of laws around engineering and also just engineering rules about buildings um, that, you know, if this is true, like how do we how do we take all of these, you know, constraints and figure out an answer? Um, and that's actually math. And so you can use a, you know, what you would call a solver. So there's a Z3 solver was the thing they referenced uh, is by Microsoft Research. And um, the problem is like, and it's one of these things because actually all this stuff is done by hand by architects at present. Like if an architect, their example was if an architect draw, like if, you know, some poor, you know, schlub junior architect gets assigned to draw the parking garage because somebody has to draw the parking garage. It's a thing. Um, and then they need to figure out how many, um, you know, how many parking spaces are in the garage. Uh, the architect draws it and then counts 
That is how you know how many parking spaces are in the garage. <laughs> and if they decide to change the layout of the parking garage, they need to know how many parking spaces there are. Or junior architect draws it again and then counts, which is seems really silly when we have computers. Um, so they they basically talked about how like like that you know it's so interesting to hear about all these fields that computers can help with, and how computers have not yet solved all their problems. Um, when like you can definitely see big gaps where computers can solve their problems, and they they give a really good talk. Um, it's really neat. They're like computer scientists slash architect people. Um, really neat. But yeah, I mean, you know, something I would like to do, what I want to do, um, is start watching a conference talk once a week, like as a thing, or even just so you know, Bang Bang Con. We've we've talked about it before. You all remember what that is, or we can Which review. Like Ten minute talks. Yeah, so they're 10 minute talks and they're always like interesting. And also like even if it's not that interesting, it's only 10 minutes of your life. So all of their videos are online and I didn't go this year. Um and I only went one day last year. So there's all these there's like a, you know, a goodly number. And if I, you know, just watched a 10 minute talk once a week, I feel like that's like a doable thing. That does sound really reasonable. Yeah. I don't know like, you know me, I always like want to make some kind of like construction around it of like <laughs> meet up with people and watch a 10 minute talk. Um, cause then you have people to talk to it about. And that sounds interesting. Like me watching a 10 minute talk by myself and being like, well, okay. Like <laughs> that only goes so far. Um, but doing it with other people, I really enjoy. So I'm thinking about trying you to should, do that. Uh, you should maybe propose it in the Philly dev Slack, have a channel. Oh, that's a good idea. Cause then we can like chat about it. That's a really good idea. Thank you. Yeah. Instead of book club, it could be like conference watching conference talk club. Yeah. Like video club, like. AV club. Oh my God. That's what I'm calling it. We're calling it AV club. <laughs> Done. All right. I still hang out in the, uh, the Philly dev slack because Seattle has three different tech slacks and they're all completely quiet. Ew. If I want to talk about, if I want to talk about Vim, I got to go to the Philly dev slack. <laughs> if you want to talk to anybody, you have to go to the Philly dev slack. <laughs> I also appreciate that the Philly dev slack continues to be so active and like it's active about some of the silliest things. Like there are, there's just the recurring, is it a sandwich question? <laughs> like, is a hot dog a sandwich? No. I mean, there are people in Philly Dev who will argue with you about it. It's ridiculous. I mean, life is ridiculous. I mean, a sandwich is a... Is a... If, a if, a, if a sandwich is two pieces of bread that have something between them, is not a hot dog a sandwich, I ask? It's a slippery slope. <laughs> I think a sandwich has to be like sliced bread and the protein needs to be flat-ish. Uh, but then a hoagie is a sandwich right and hoagies or have folds sub. they aren't Ho separate hoagies are sandwiches though aren't they they no they aren't yeah, separate pieces they're... they're open they're like a hot dog bun see it's a slippery slope yeah <laughs> you can waste hours talking about this in the philly dev slack i've been debating whether or not to add that slack back to my slack mm, my... i don't i don't keep it on my work computer i have no slacks other than my main work right now yeah i i, tr I keep like work computer and personal computer separate and so like I have one frivolous slack on my work computer and that's, and that's fun. Cause I feel like if I don't check it, then it just gets to be too much when I do check it and my co-working space slack. So, and that makes sense. Cause I work out of here. I have 10 slacks. Uh, I keep it limited to 10 because otherwise you run out of shortcuts to switch between. What yeah. is your workflow? Do you like actively like command one, command two, like go through all of them and like look at anything interesting? No. <laughs> you just wait till you're uh, mentioned. The I... ones that I care about. Yeah, I usually don't care if I have unreads. 
And then I'll, if anyone ever at channels or at hears, I just like mute that channel forever. <laughs> you get one chance. Um, you know what the uh, the strange loop Slack did is they just turned off at channel and at here, period. I think that's the best way to go to Can you do that? Best thing to do. Yeah. yeah. It's an admin thing. Mm. Just do that for work. Like that should be the, that should be the default for community things. Like for work, you might need to add here everybody, but there should be a really good reason to add here at channel. Yeah, that's the issue. Is communities like are just random people? Have either of you tried Discord? It's like it's like Slack it's so for ugly. It is it is a little ugly. It's like Slack for gamers, but mm. but it's since it's completely free, people use it for all kinds of things. Yeah, the React React. JS used to have a Slack channel and then they moved to Discord because they reached the limits. They were too big for Slack for the free plan. Uh, one thing that's like based on on gaming is it shows you like the game you're currently playing as your status. So uh... I just I added iTerm2 as a as a game. <laughs> so it says Justin playing iTerm2 all day long. I mean, it's accurate. Yep. Did you beat it yet? <laughs> no. Have you won? Have you won iTerm2? No perpetually failing at it <laughs> so wait did you are you in it for gaming reasons or are you in it for a dev reason discord oh uh i joined some gaming slacks there's some people i follow on twitch um twitch has like subscriptions that you can pay money for there's also if you have twitch prime if you have amazon prime you get a free subscription so i've been like subscribing to different streamers depending on whatever uh and they have discords that they invite you to so i've been in those but there's not really any point because i don't talk to anybody in there and i don't really read them um then there was a game that I that came out like a month ago that I wanted to talk about, um, and that they had a Discord, official Discord. Then there was one that was called Looking for Gamers, which is actually I think the largest Discord community, um, and they have a bunch of things for like different games. They also have like a uh, open mic where they do a Discord. So Discord, uh, aside from Slack, has like voice chat channels. So when you're playing a game, you can like go into a voice chat, and it's very simple. You just like click and join it. Hmm. Um, so they have an open mic night where people could like hang out on there and play instruments and sing and people just kind of like hang out and listen. Um, I listened to that for like two minutes one time. <laughs> uh, and then and then some friends of mine started a discord for just our friends group uh, as an alternative to group me. Um, uh, I remember group me. That was good for the time. Yeah. Um, I still use group me. We, we kind of reverted back. We, we reverted back to it because Discord's a little too heavyweight. Like, like you wouldn't want to open Slack on your phone every time you wanted to like send a message to somebody. I think I settled pretty well with um with WhatsApp with a lot of people. WhatsApp. We use Signal. We <laughs> WhatsApp. Um, and I have not used Signal outside of talking to you all, except for yesterday. Somebody, I was trying to text a photo to an Android user or a movie, and I couldn't do it. And we were trying to figure out how to get it to him. And he was like, well, I have Signal, and that, that was what worked. Well, yeah. Yep. I totally fell off. I used to actually pay attention to the React Slack, and then they moved to Discord, and I just won't keep, like, two apps open. Hmm. So I stopped reading React Oh, yeah, because they had to move to Discord because Slack was like, you need, you need to leave. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I, I've actually been thinking about this in general lately of, you know, like whenever I get into the situation in which I'm trying to explain Slack to a normal person, like a not technology person who I call normal people, uh, I always say like, yeah, it's like 
a chat room. It's basically like RSC, but people pay for it. <laughs> uh, I don't know. It's like I think I think Slack's gonna stick around, but there's just always so much. I mean, I've I used to use Campfire at work. Oh yeah. Yeah, remember that? They always seem like they're gonna stick around until the new better. Until they don't. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like I guess yeah, it's like the thing where I can't conceive of the next one until it's here. Could apply that to Twitter. Mm, Yo, yeah, someone I mean oh gosh, it's so terrible because it's like Twitter's been so useful for my career and now it's a terrible tire fire. Yeah. Did you see the, can we talk about the, do you all have access to 280 characters yet? No. I do not. I, I don't, don't want to. I don't but think I do. I, don't. Um, I, want, I want like 160 characters. <laughs> 20 more. Just a little well, bit I, more. I, yeah. I had a tweet. I had a hard time fitting it in 140, but I only needed 10 more. I didn't need 140 more. Hmm. Tumblr tweeted they have um, 4 billion character limit. <laughs> Well, my favorite thing is like Jack's post, the CEO of Twitter, when he posted the limit, he like posted the first 280 character tweet. And then it was immediately pointed out that it was much easier to read if he would have just edited it down to 140 characters (laughs) because he had 140 characters worth of like meaningless bullshit adjectives. Yeah, that was a fun day of like all all the 280 character jokes. I somehow ended up on a tweet and a bunch of replies yesterday about somebody was like, tell me your best midi- medieval t- time story. And that was really enjoyable to read. I'll have to send it to you. I'll, I'll put it in the show notes too. Yeah. I, I, we need to keep track of the show notes. <laughs> <laughs> we don't need those. Uh, what was it? Uh, the tester documentation. <laughs> you can find the link by listening to the podcast. <laughs> Sorry. No one got that. Anyway. Bad <laughs> joke. You have anyway. I'm gonna let it go. Someone talk about something else. Don't let me talk on my dead joke. You don't want to uh, complain about lack of documentation. <laughs> no, it was like that. That's like it's a different version of like read like, like RTFM. Like the tests oh. are the documentation. Like we don't need docs. The tests are the docs. And then like you go into the test and they're like horrifying. <laughs> and like you're like yeah, it would have been really cool to have human words. <laughs> <laughs> been really cool so uh but yeah that's like us not having show notes that was what the joke was now that we've completely explained my dead joke <sighs> we talked about pam's computer and my computer Lynn, yeah. what are you been up to uh i got the same old computer i actually got uh my new job uh, offered to get me a new computer and i am so horrified by the touch bar that i don't want a new computer i want my my old hey that's why i run linux (laughs) run linux the touch bar sucks vote with your money yeah i don't know what i'm gonna do when i have to upgrade eventually yo vote with i'm not kidding though vote with your money like don't buy a macbook until they offer an option like Mm. buy a linux machine enjoy the adventures that i have enjoyed how's the touchpad on your dell i love it really i Wait, are you talking about the are the touchpad or the, oh no, sorry, I meant touchscreen. The mouse. The, the mouse thing is under fine. The space, I know the that's bar. what people, that's what people say. Like, is the only annoying thing. I mean, I'm often working at a desk where I have a mouse and keyboard, um, and I generally get around the computer with the keyboard anyway, because um, that's just how I move. I prefer to use the keyboard. Um, I mostly but, do, but I I use the touchpad a lot to 
it's Drag. really fine. Like, or scrolling. Yeah. I mean, I it's it's fine. I know that that's like one of the reputations with the Dell XPS is that the touchpad sucks, but like, it's fine. I thought it was just like a MacBook reputation. Yeah, I think that's all it is. Is like, yes, the MacBook one is better, sure, but that doesn't mean the Dell one's terrible. It's fine. Like, I ran it does, Linux on a Mac. That's the thing. Good, yeah, you can run a ha- like. Oh no, sorry. What's it called when you run Linux on Mac? Because if you run, you can run Mac OS on a PC and that's called a Hackintosh. That's my first Mac was a, uh, a Hackintosh. A Hackintosh? A Dell, what's it called? Dell Mini 9 laptop. This is like eight years ago. Dell Mini 9. Hey, there it is. Intel Atom processor. Hmm. I think it was like 200, 300 bucks and ran, ran OS X. Um, I used it for like a few months as a side computer and then I just bought a Mac because it was too slow. I might just buy a, a big beefy tower so I can do some VR stuff too. Oh my gosh, you should. You should turn one of your rooms into uh, I have a friend who's doing that, but also then it's, uh, you'll be like him because I was visiting, because I was in a, I actually, have we been recording enough for it to be a running joke about how many weddings that I'm in? Because that's like a running <laughs> joke so. with my friends. Okay. I think you like, mentioned that at some point. Yeah, like my, wife, my life has been ruled by weddings and no one, no one I know can ever get married again. Or if you do, just don't invite me. Um, <laughs> That's the rule. And this is like before I even broke up. Um, but the, uh, yeah, so I was a bridesmaid in a wedding and I um, stayed at my friend's house after the wedding because it was a daytime wedding. And so I was like, I didn't want to come back to Philly. Um, and, uh, uh, but he has a, a VR setup. So he has the sensors set up in like a loft space in his house. So he has like a whole VR room. It wasn't working when I was there though. So that was the issue i think the sensors aren't quite there yet for like for consumer use len have you used your playstation vr since recently uh i don't use it enough like when's the last time you, you know, used I, it? a month ago a month so that's pretty good I, i've ago, used yeah. mine for over six months i think see every time i i play it i'm like mm-hmm. this is amazing this is how all games should be this is mind-blowing but it's just such a pain in the ass to boot everything up and strap everything in and usually when I play a game, I just want to, like, you know, chill out. And VR games are so much more taxing and immersive that it's, like, a more stressful experience. Well, that's not surprised but you, like, like one... want to get a computer and get more VR stuff. Yeah, I want to play it more. Like, it's, there's so much. And I feel like the Oculus is a better experience than the PlayStation VR. Maybe. Or the Vive. I haven't played mine in months. I think you should instead just buy a bigger TV. <laughs> <laughs> I want to. I'm going to get Skyrim in VR. I've never played it, so I, f- I figured that'd be the way to play it. My other problem with VR is most of the games that I have, the like full-fledged game games that aren't just like a little like twenty-minute experience. Uh, they're horror games, and horror games are much more Scary. effective in VR. Yeah, they're way more. <laughs> so they like uh, you can never do this in not VR. Like there's a place in uh, Resident Evil Seven where you like walk down this cellar, and it gets c- complete blackness. And as opposed to just your screen being black because you're in VR, like you literally can't see anything. It's just all your eyesight is completely black. And you walk, you walk down the stairs and these moans just keep getting louder. And it's just the creepiest experience. So uh, I want to play that more, but it stresses me out too much. But yeah, I think Skyrim could be fun because it'd be like a full-fledged actual game. I had not played Skyrim either, but I just get every time it keeps coming out for more things. The game's like 10 years old, isn't it? And there are other there are things in VR that I like doing that I don't like doing in like other games. Like whenever people talk about exploration, like I don't find that fun in a game that's on my screen. But when it's 
looking like real life. I love like opening every single drawer and seeing what's what's inside of things. So I think I might like Skyrim more like that. Do you, do you open a drawer and there's a dragon? There might be. Yeah. Is that how that game works? I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I want I want to see life size life size dragons. I think a life size dragon wouldn't fit in your apartment. That's really nerdy. That's the thing. You. <laughs> That's the thing. What oh, did you all try? Oh, Pam doesn't have iOS, but just did you try the. Uh, did you try the uh, IKEA? IKEA plays. Oh my god, it's so oh. good. Yeah, that was Len tried to play some furniture and Pike Place in Seattle, but it didn't save. I'm I was actually yeah, pretty I, disappointed when that didn't save. That was going to be a good uh, a good thing to share with my team of like, hey, I got you breakfast, and also look, IKEA furniture. Yeah, so I set up all this IKEA furniture like on top of Pike Place, and it took a I took a screenshot in the app, uh, thinking it saved my photo roll, but it just like wanted you to share it right then, and because I didn't share it right then, it lost it. Boo. So, so it, it wait. It, decorated Pike Place. Oh wait, it like jacked your screenshot. No, it just didn't save it. It like usually in an that app, is jacking. You save, when you like save a screenshot, you like actually save it to your photo roll. But it was just like right. You know, you but that is that sounds like it's jacking your because like I mean if I take a screenshot on Android, like that's a totally separate action generally from the uh, app. But I know that apps can hook into that action. So it sounds like they're like uh, jacking the screenshot action. At least on iOS. Yeah, so if people, if, if people don't know what the IKEA Places app is, it it's an uh, AR app, which lets you look at the IKEA catalog and actually place furniture in your apartment in augmented reality. And then you can like walk around it and see what furniture will look like in your house, which is actually pretty pretty damn useful. Pretty great uh, but I use IKEA it. furniture. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah, used yeah. it to redecorate Pike Place and put couches all over the, all over the sign and roof and road. It has good edge detection. I mean that's yeah, that key in AR, but I think it uses the um, the AR kit in iOS 11, right? Mm. Where it uses like the uh, the camera and the phone sensors to make it feel more stable than like what, what we were doing in software before. Yeah, we're, we're thinking about getting a new like uh, kitchen table. So I just found one in IKEA place that was a similar shape to the one we're looking at from some other vendor, just to see what a round table would look like in our kitchen. Oh, that would be the best uh, AR app. Take take the screenshot and then like find out what other uh, tables are the same size and cheaper. <laughs> be hard to find cheaper than IKEA. I don't know how to wrap up the show when we don't do picks. Um, are you looking forward to most in the next week, Len? That sounds like a pick. No, it's just it's what you're looking forward to. <laughs> oh. Ever since I started working remotely again, I've lost all sense of time and place. I don't know <laughs> what's going on. I don't know what's going on the next week. It's all just a blur. Do you go to Seattle meetups? No. I I, I was going religiously when I was looking for a job, and now I stopped going again. Are you, are you central to where meetups occur in Seattle? No. When I was working at a job job, uh, a job that I – with the physical location I was because my job was downtown, but now I'm not. So it's a big – check to get out to somewhere that actually to have a meetup i haven't been to a philly for a meetup probably since probably since ete if that counts <laughs> um but i i got tickets That's to philly philly March? DevOps. oh yeah, March, I, April. yeah i'm thinking about going De- i'm going days. to bar camp bar camp's cool bar camp's a saturday so i gotta be like peace out family see you see you six o'clock right. tonight <laughs> although they yeah. can come too yeah. I've tried to get Beth to go previous years, but um Yeah. Is that this weekend? No, no, next weekend. Next weekend. It's the October fourteenth. Okay. 
I, I normally go to that, actually, make it one of my excuses to come home, but I actually have a wedding that weekend. What's more out. important, Len? Bar camp or that wedding? That wedding, apparently. Oh. <laughs> uh, but oh. I am going to Philly JS, which I'm excited for. When's that? That is at the uh, end of November, the week bef- weekend before Thanksgiving. Or not the weekend, it's like the 16th and 17th, I think. I am talking on functional programming in JavaScript, and P- Pam is keynoting. Oh, nice. Wait, you're talking at LibertyJS? Or LibertyJS, not yet. Awesome. Yay. Yeah, I'm keynoting. I don't know which day. I need to write the talk, but it's in November, so that's cool. <laughs> Do you have a topic or is it a surprise? Uh, no, I don't think it's a surprise. Um, and it's, you know, a topic I've spoken on in the past um, because uh, it's not, um, you know, because it's not represented elsewhere in the schedule. I'm going to talk about serverless because it is, you know, like the thing I'm in an expert on at this point. The future is what it and is. It is the future. Uh, so like, that'll be the central point of the talk. Do you, do you avoid saying the word serverless because there is a company called serverless? No, not at all. Okay. Serverless, the company didn't used to be called that. Of course they like, it's kind of an asshole move. Yeah. Like it's like, mean like your cloud provider cloud <laughs> or like, yeah, but no one did it. Work. So you were for IO pipe, right? Call our... huh? What? what? You were for IO pipe? Yes, I do. Start start referring to everything as like IO pipe, like a noun. Oh god! <laughs> like to create, create, you know, using serverless, you can create an IO pipe application. <laughs> we do say things are IO piped, like if IO. they're monitored by IO pipe and they're IO piped. On Meetup, you can say your members are IO pipers. Uh, yeah, we're pipers. That someone asked pipers, what our nice. um, it's, what's the word for it? But like the world, the word for a plural group of people or of things like you know, you know, like the things of like what's the plural of deer is deer. <laughs> <laughs> what's the plural of like or like what is a singular and plural IO pipe person? What's the name of a plural IO pipe? And so it's we're pipers. IO IO peeps. IO peeps. All right, yeah. I'll let I'll let people know that they are playing the suggestion. I just oh. learned that Hulu employees call themselves hooligans. Uh <laughs> because they uh, in their Apple TV in their Apple TV app they shipped in the settings you could actually it says for hooligans only and you could you could uh, change your environment to dev or test. Oh, and everyone could see that? Every, uh, yeah. And actually oh. I I forgot that I changed it to see what would happen and then the next day I'm like, "Why doesn't Hulu work?" Oh, yeah. Cuz I didn't have a didn't have a test account. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but since I haven't been downtown for so long to go to a meetup, I'm considering starting a meetup it's local to me in Westchester. Um, then I was reminded that I probably need a food sponsor or some way to figure that out. So to be determined if that's going to work or not. Are there a lot of devs in that part of the burbs? I think there are. There's like um, I randomly ran into a Go developer at CrossFit that works in in the Westchester, Westchester borough. Um, I don't know what company, but. And there's a couple of people in the Ruby community from Philly that live in Westchester now. Like Brendan Helkert lives here. Oh. Um, Dane O'Connor lives out here. Those are the only ones I know, but I know there are more people in the area. And there's a bunch in like Malvern area too from Microsoft. Microsoft and Cisco are up there. Although I are doubt. Are we doing picks or are we? <laughs> I'm just talking. <laughs> you know. Um, do we want to do picks? I don't know. 
I'm not doing picks. Um, I'm going to... Okay, you don't want to do picks? I think we decided I that think we should get... before we got to this season, right? Oh, yeah. I, I kind of think it was a bad decision because we don't have a good way to wrap up the show. I forgot. Yeah. That's what I'm suggesting. What are you looking forward to most in the next week or two, Pam? Um. Oh, my... I'm looking so forward to... What's happening? Um... There is a an art show. Uh, so Design Philadelphia is a design festival uh, in Philadelphia. And there is an art show at Indie Hall called We Are All Designers. And um, some really cool people worked on it. And I'm really proud of them. And they did so good. Um, there's some awesome write-ups about it, too. Like, I think it's it's a, a good show. Uh, so that's really awesome. And I'm happy to have that happening at my co-working space, even though I didn't do any work. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Justin, what are you looking forward to? Oh, I got to answer this question too. Um, yeah, apparently. I'm looking forward to uh, finishing. So, so the uh, the day that my computer didn't work, I did most of uh, a house project I've been working on for a few months, um, building shoe shelves. So I've been wanting like free time to finish them up. I need to like paint them and do some more securing. And once it's finished, it's going to be so cool. It can fit like 44 shoes in it plus boots. I'm looking forward to that. Cool. So show notes are at Turing.cool or follow us at Turing Cool and I'll talk to you all later. Bye. Later.